Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm James. And welcome to the Cornwall Property Podcast, where every week we bring you the latest news, hot topics and guidance around the Cornwall property market. Stay tuned to be informed, inspired and to have any of your property-related questions answered by trusted local property professionals. Hello and welcome back to the Cornwall Property Podcast. We're here, episode 27. I'm Dan. I'm James. And we are here with a market update. So again, for those of you who are regular listeners, thank you for joining us once again. And for those this is the first time, please feel free to obviously go through the back catalogue of episodes. But the idea is that we want to inform, educate, inspire you guys to get involved with property with a particular emphasis on the Cornwall property market. There's a big issue in Cornwall currently with the housing crisis where there's not enough properties and far too many people are on that housing registered emergency homes register so we're just trying to educate and give you guys a bit of an education in terms of like the type of opportunities that are out there and that you could jump on and in doing so could help ease that um those numbers really and bring more property to the market for local people so james how many people have got back in touch with us recently? We're looking good? Yeah, very, very good numbers. And uh, every week we're getting more viewers and listeners. So thank you very much for all of your uh, support that you guys give us. Uh, without you, we wouldn't be a podcast. So thank you again for that. And just remember, you can get in contact with us uh, on CornwallPropertyPodcast.com on the website. Scroll right down to the uh, bottom of the page there. And you can send us a message on that way or go where many of you do on our social media platforms where you can uh, reach us on Facebook, for example, and send us a message on there. We will always endeavor to get back to you as soon as possible. So thank you again. Fantastic. And thank you for getting in touch again. So let's kick off. I've got uh, a very topical um, news story that I wanted to share with you. And it's quite eye-opening, actually. So obviously with the with the Jubilee coming up, this will come out on Sunday. Jubilee will be the following week. Uh, it, we're just coming into the start of June. So um, we're celebrating the, the last 70 years with the Queen on the throne. So I want to just have a little look at the average price when the Queen took the throne. Oh, this will so be interesting. 1952. The um, Queen Lizzie took over, and um, believe it or not, the house prices, the average house price back in 1952 was £1,891. Wow. £1,891 for the average property price in 1952, 70 years ago. Now... That's mad. That's crazy when you think about that. That's only post-war, post-war, mind. Yeah, yeah. Yep. This is only seventy years. Like it's not massive, really, when you think about it. No. Um, that, that's that's mad. So when you kind of compare it to now, the average price now is one hundred thirty-eight times that. So the average house price currently in the UK is two hundred sixty thousand seven hundred seventy-one pounds, two hundred sixty k. That's the average house price now. Back then, one thousand eight hundred and ninety-one. So while inflation naturally means that spending power has decreased over time it's quite sobering to to know that the prices have gone so so high and and Mm. it just shows you how this is such a long-term strategy if you hold property for a long time there will be dips and we all know there's been dips throughout the the crisis and at the time of the dips everyone thinks the world is ending property wise but as long as you're in it for the long game as we've been trying to drum into the the message to anyone interested in investing within property if you're in it for the long game you honestly can't really lose out as long as you do it right and, and you're sensible. But again, we're not financial advisors. We're just giving you our, our guidance, always seek professional advice. But guys, it, this hopefully is quite a nice uh, eye-opener, really. I appreciate 70 years. You're not going to go and hold on to something potentially for 70 years. But within that time, 
even if you didn't hold it on for the full duration, just part of that duration. That is a massive difference. So, yeah, that's one that really caught my eye. Thoughts on that one? <laughs> uh, incredible, really. Obviously, it was, you know, post-war with that. But when you look at those prices today and uh, how much, if you were to divide that by, you know, the uh, the years going on, uh, it's, it's a nice increase, isn't it? And, uh, you know, property is, as you say, it's a long-term game, but it's, uh, it's only going to go one way because uh, a bit like the restaurant industry, people are always going to need to eat. Same with people. We always need somewhere to sleep and live. Uh, and we are getting bigger as a population uh, every year. So, yes, it's a good market to be in. Yeah, and, just, and to put that in perspective as well, the monthly household disposable income on the average apparently is £2,600 a month. So it's like you could buy two properties a month on that if you were looking at those rates. So it's, it is <laughs> wow. mad, absolutely mad. But again, all relative, obviously, with that inflation's hit, gone a lot higher. We all feel like we're struggling with to, to pay the bills, aren't we, these days, with the increases where they just are. Just a little so bit, yeah. Just compare it, it all it is all relative um, with with the time. So again, that was from the property118.com. So again, any or interest in these news stories that we share with you, we'll always put the links to the, um, the actual articles in the show notes. So please feel free to look at those and you can access these and read the full article. So the second story I've picked on this week, James, is how... Well, the, the title is Buyers Who Are Backing Proposals to Cut Stamp Duty. So all of a sudden you think, oh, wow, that, that's that's big. That sounds pretty pretty game-changing. Um, but when you start reading into the article again, obviously that's a, that's a bit of a tagline to, to grab you in. But there's a growing speculation that apparently the government are planning to encourage pensioners to downsize because obviously the pensioners, it's deemed that the pensioners all hold quite large properties mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people needing these large properties. So they're trying to encourage pensioners to downsize their property but the way they're trying to do that is offering like a stamp duty tax break so Mm -hmm. to move well the the association that are really welcoming and trying to push this forward are the national association of property buyers the napb um and they're saying that this sort of increase that this sort of uh, tax relief would actually really help increase the opportunities for more families to take on these larger properties as as it'll encourage more of the pensioners to kind of downsize because it's not going to be as expensive. So currently a pensioner selling a family home, it's said to the, the average kind of figures are around like 700,000 to buy. Wow. Um, so the article actually numbered, the numbers here we've got are currently a pensioner selling a family home at 700,000 to buy a 500,000 property would face 15,000 pound stamp duty bill. And with other costs such as agent fees, solicitor fees and things like that, the down, uh, the downward is a massive cost of basically that moving of property about 30,000 pounds. So it's quite a chunk. So by negating that, it could save and encourage quite a lot. Or, um, of hopefully pensioners to to downsize their properties. But yeah, again, if you want to read a little bit more on the article, it is in the show notes. This is on the propertyindustryi.com. And yeah, just just quite an interesting way to, to look at it, really. It's not something I personally have thought too much about, but the more I read into it and the more I think about it, actually, it makes a lot of sense in terms of pensioners generally do mm. have the larger, older properties because they would have bought it back in the day when it was a lot cheaper. There's a lot of equity in these properties now, but they obviously are, there's, it's a quite a big, quite a big jump and a penalty i suppose when you're looking at the stamp duty charges so it's an interesting one to look at again this is speculation it's not confirmed but um normally there's no smoke without fire so mm. yeah it's just, just one that caught my eye as well really 
No, it's a, it's a good one. I think you make a good point about, you know, pensioners sort of downsizing. Obviously, you know, some people like the houses and if it's somewhere lovely, like uh, on the River Fowl here in Cornwall, you, I, it might be hard to get a pensioner to kind of budge with it, but I get that. But also, I'm just putting this out there, be quite nice on an investor side of things. So let's say you're in the flipping game. So you're buying a property, doing it up and selling it, hopefully back to the Cornish market, creating a home. Uh, but if you do that development, let's say within a year and you pay the stamp duty, it's like, well, you know oh had to pay the stamp duty but should there be something on incentivization that maybe you can get 50 percent of that stamp duty back if you sell it within 12 months because you know that would then maybe incentivize investors to pick up those unencumbered properties that we know there are thousands here in cornwall that you know need to be refurbed and bought back to the cornish market that would be quite a nice one in my eyes to see don't know what you think about that dan yeah no for sure and i'm just trying to um there's some other figures in the article i don't want to read loads of loads of um paragraphs of the article but that yeah there's some interesting figures in there but yeah you're right the idea is we want to keep the property industry moving and keep people mm. moving around because it is just so so needed and especially with the amount of people that need housing particularly down here in Cornwall so if it means we can free up larger properties more of those families can get in there there's over like 22,000 people on the emergency housing register currently in Cornwall so again we need to get these properties up and running and if this could help then fantastic let's do it so, James, what have you got for us? Well, I have got something that's, you know, fairly related to what you were talking about as well, just that, that, that big pink elephant in the room, which is the cost of living, which we all know has been soaring. And, uh, yeah, we know the Chancellor, uh, Richie Sunak, has been under major pressure uh, recently just to say, look enough is enough you know what are you going to do or what can we do to try and help families who really just can't afford to live anymore you know it's a major problem in this country and uh, with everything uh, that's been going on uh, with the war uh, in Ukraine and everything it's it's not helping situations with the oil prices and all of that so finally we have heard some news uh, which is my main uh, well, my first headline uh, cost of living uh, chancellor Richie Sunak confirms u turn on windfall tax the government has u turned on its uh, opposition to a windfall tax on oil and gas firms announcing it will introduce a levy to help tackle rising bills which to be honest most people knew was coming mm. uh, but i've got some more details on the package here but Ministers uh, previously had rejected the idea put forward by opposition parties that would see a one-off charge imposed on the company's record profits. But Chancellor Richie Sunak said his levy tax extraordinary profits fairly and incentivize investments which for those big oil firms out there you know the companies that are making loads and loads and loads of money which have been record profits in the last six months as we've been seeing on the news that you know it's time to give something back so what are they going to do they're going to tax that on there so the Chancellor said new tax would raise £5 billion over the course of the next year, allowing the government to help families with the cost of living whilst avoiding having to increase our debt burden further, which you know I think is fair. So the package itself is a £15 billion package from the government, which includes a £650 one-off payment for 8 million low-income households, so the most vulnerable which is nice to see, and a change to the £200 loan scheme for energy bills for all homes in the autumn, increasing it to £400 per household without having the need to pay it back, which I know it doesn't sound like huge amounts, but if you're considering every single household in the UK is going to get £400 and the most vulnerable there, £600, if you then divide that by the 12 months, you know, it is going to reduce their bills there. So... When I was reading the article, which was there on the BBC, it was kind of like Richie Sunak wants to put this out there, reassess uh, at the end of the year and see how we are. Has it made a difference? Which, of course, it will. But the main question was, is it enough? Um, thoughts on that, Dan? Yeah, well, it, 
when you, when you first saw it, I was like, oh, is that f- how much of a contribution? One off £400 payment. It doesn't feel like it's really going to do much, does it? Um, I suppose it all depends on the type of building, your circumstances and what your bills are currently. Mm. But if you're already paying £200 a month, times that by 12, take away the 400 you've still got quite a chunky bill. But um, yeah, I'm grateful for any support, grateful for any help. Um, it's better than nothing, of course it is. But uh, it's yeah, it's it is what it is, really. I've kind of, kind of, just kind of got the use to, yeah, just gonna keep getting those smacks in the the face from the the bills and things like that. It's just gonna happen. But uh, yeah, appreciate any. It's not an easy job. Rishi has not got an easy job at all. And whatever he does, he's gonna be fighting a losing battle because people are not gonna all agree or be happy with him. So, yeah, fair play. And it's not going to get the uh, get the, get us in more debt as a country. Then brilliant. Yeah, that's, that's that's the main thing because we're just going to be going backwards and backwards and borrowing and borrowing. There's no there's no positive to just keeping borrowing without being able to pay it back or having a way to pay back. So yeah, I think it's some support and it's welcomed. It would be nice if it could be more, but that's always going to be the case, isn't it? No, absolutely. And uh, another article I also saw on the um, BBC for Cornwall, which you know I'm going to be honest, it's not a particularly nice one, but it is directly linked to you know why we sort of set this podcast up to try and help the Cornwall housing crisis. And the uh, the headline here was caught up in Cornwall's worsening. Sorry to say, housing crisis. Uh, people caught up in a housing crisis say they are being moved around like farm animals and feel abandoned by the council, uh, which is really sad to hear. Across Cornwall, the number of people in emergency accommodation has risen to 1,500 people, up from 1,000 uh, just a year ago. So, you know, there's a clear indicator that things aren't getting any better. Uh, more of a reason for investors to come and bring these unencumbered properties back to uh, the market you know I play I feel really passionate about this as I know you do uh, as well Dan and the article went to say placed in Airb in B&Bs hotels and holiday parks they are often moved between places uh, multiple times across months Cornwall Council said it was a heart-wrenching situation and had invested 300 million uh, which I know was given by the government to try and help uh, to tackle the crisis uh, Emma, who did not want to use her real name, has been living in a holiday park with her 12-month-old son near Newquay since January. She said she felt like I've been abandoned and nothing has been explained to her. And, you know, that, that's kind of like the end of the line there, isn't it? You know, people really, really are, you know, suffering. And you don't get to hear many stories like this. You just, we you know, there's a housing crisis, but the people within it, they're just, you know, not very happy. And the article went on to say, you know, it's, it could take years to sort. Last year, the council announced 300 million, as I said, of measures to tackle the housing crisis, including modular cabins. This is what they're going to do with that 300 pounds. Uh, sorry, 300 million rather um, for the homeless people uh, paying for space on holiday parks and acquiring a portfolio of properties to provide temporary accommodation, which, you know, it's not like a proper house, really, is it? But they're doing what they can with the money that they've got. A total of 814 homes classified as affordable were built in Cornwall uh, between 2020 and 2021, the second highest, I'm pleased to say, of any local authority in England. Um, you know, it might not be enough and we've still got people on the uh, housing you know, register, but, you know, at least we're doing not badly as a county. I mean, thoughts, Dan? 2020 to 2021 that was peak of covid wasn't it so there wasn't lots going on anyway (laughs) so i don't know if if i'm too excited about the numbers but a total of 814 homes classified as uh, were built in cornwall again that's not a lot it sounds like a lot but it's when you put it in perspective it's not masses is it when you think of how many are needing homes but again there's 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 big issues yeah we just need to keep keep 
keep getting these property opportunities as well. Like obviously, that's something we're very passionate about. We, we're trying to bring back old, dilapidated, derelict buildings, and we're trying to convert them into um, to beautiful spaces now for, for local people. But, uh, yeah, we've got a long, long way to go. My worry is, who is in control of that 300 million as well? Because I'm like, well, what, what do they, what's their knowledge or what's their background as well? Because it's like giving the, 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 the government the money, but they're not businessmen, are they, the government? They're, they're politicians. It's like we're giving politicians money to make business decisions, but they're not necessarily entrepreneurial or business. So, yeah, that, that's the only bit worries me is just knowing maybe who is in charge and who's having to make these decisions, really. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 very, very saddening to, to see those numbers yet again. And I, I can see the last... Line of your your article there as well. The number of people on the council's housing this, yeah. waiting list Drum has roll. jumped. Yeah, so the, the waiting list has jumped since 2019. So in 2019, this article says it's 10,000, so just under 11,000, 10,947. But last month, uh, and we're looking now, what, April 2022, yeah. it's now at 21,500. So that has drastically increased in the last two or three years. So, Frightening numbers. Yeah, so we have got nearly 22,000 people on the the housing waiting list it is mad and that has gone up drastically in the last two years after since and throughout covid so very very alarming numbers but again this is another reason why we're just trying to drum this into the Cornwall properties podcast it's, it's what's keeping us going it's what's motivating us and it's trying to just make a little change and make a little difference where we possibly can so please do obviously share this where you possibly can as well it's an important message we need to get out there and so that number down yes yeah Definitely, for sure. But yeah, thanks, James. And again, anyone interested in reading these articles, again, please, you can access them on the show notes. So very, very quickly, then we just want to give this part of the show is where we give our picks of the week. I, Dan, has I have chosen a commercial property that is currently on the market. James has got a residential. So yeah, I'll show you mine. So those who are listening or viewing, should I say, on the YouTube um on our YouTube channel, you can obviously see this in real time as we flick through the the advert online on Rightmove. And those who are listening, obviously, the are the links to the properties that we are talking about are on the show notes again. So I here have got a lovely opportunity. It is in the centre of Newquay, and the pitch is quite small in this one. Let me come back a little bit. So this is a commercial property. It's an empty commercial property, and it is in the centre of Newquay, and it's ripe. It's empty. It's derelict. You can see here. There's a nice size plot as well. So this needs to come back to the market with. It needs a conversion. It needs a conversion. There's for parking sure. as well. It's central Newquay. It's up at the moment for two hundred thousand pounds with a great opportunity to to build and to convert this to residential. Whether or not I'm just looking at the photos now. Could you go up? It looks like. There may, it may be opportunity to go up. There's I know there's a lot of uh, properties in Newquay that are building upwards. You can see the site floor plan here and the proposals. So they have put some proposals in there. And again, it's, it's a good opportunity, I feel. So this is currently on with David Ball. But you can see they they have built up on this as well. So I imagine they've put a timber frame on a top floor. And it will be a two-bedroom on a top floor. And you've got another couple of flats on the ground floor. So yeah, looking good. I really like the look of that. Good opportunity. It's a nice square, open, empty space. So it's there's not too much to rip out um so that helps obviously the costs but again get around there have a little look but this is a perfect opportunity of an empty commercial space that we could bring some residential housing to absolutely looks like it's got two big t uh, tick boxes for me uh 
full planning permission granted already that will do you uh, and allocated parking for two vehicles which is also really good so yeah nice find there but it's just it's just seeing you know hearing our articles earlier on just about the, the housing crisis and seeing that empty space uh you know somebody get involved let's turn this around and reduce that number by a couple of properties exactly that exactly exactly that and again so you've got the main unit and then garage as well to convert so yeah, great opportunity. I I really quite like the opportunity here. I quite like it as well. So by all means, again, it's on with David Ball. Have a little gander if you're interested. Um, James, what have you got for us? Yeah, I found us a very interesting, well, it's not really that interesting. It's a run-of-the-mill <laughs> sort of uh, uh, terrace property in uh, St. Austell on Trigonissi Road. Mm-hmm. And this is, yeah, it's superb opportunity really um textbook for um uh, renovation three bedrooms kitchen plus utility area it's on mains gas which is really good as well convenient location uh, it's got a good sized garden out the back modernization required by looking at the face there's nothing too crazy really structurally but if you look at the size of the garden you know that's really really nice and again you just can clearly see this hasn't been lived in for i don't know how long so i'm not going to make any lies up but you can you can see it's it's not really had anybody living there for quite some time and uh you know this would make a perfect family home and i think you know the price offices offers in the region of one hundred ninety thousand pounds it's not not bad at all really um and i think you could make some money on this uh as well Definitely. So it's on with Jeffries in St. Austell. Give them a shout if you're interested and have a little look at this one. Um, what I'm just very interested in seeing is if you go on the maps, that garden is huge. It is mm. absolutely huge. The first thing that I would want to do is go on maybe Street View um, or Google Earth and I'd look and see, is there, have any of the neighbouring buildings got, have they got access to the rear garden? Because I'm just thinking, is there a dev- like an opportunity to build in the garden as well? Mm-hmm. But um what I'd need to look, I can't see it from where I'm doing it live on the podcast, but what I would do here is I'd go onto Google Earth, I'd type in the postcode, I'd have a good look at the neighbouring gardens. Is there access? Mm-hmm. If there are, if there is access, have any of the neighbouring gardens got buildings in the garden at the end of the gardens? Because that could send a precedence to possibly getting some sort of planning permission for something. But yeah, great opportunity. Like it. Yeah, um, and just a little indicator I saw there as well. Uh, it was reduced on the 18th of May. So mm. it's obviously come down a little bit. I can't quite see on here what it's come down from, but that says to me that, you know, maybe they put it on a little bit too high or maybe you might have some motivated sellers there where you can get a little bit of a, a deal. But there we have it. Textbook, terrace, three-bedroom, family home, right for renovation, good-sized garden, and there we go, parking out the front. And prices reduced, so it's a motivated seller. Absolutely. Sort on. Nice find. Brilliant. Well, that brings us to a close on this podcast for today. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, please do share, like, um, and subscribe to the podcast as well. We really do appreciate that. And every every kind of share and like and a bit of feedback that you can share is is really, really helpful for us. It just keeps us going and, and it's great to hear what you enjoy and what you'd like more of. Again, if you've got any questions, James, how can people get in touch? Get onto the website, cornwallpropertypodcast.com, or they can go onto our Facebook page, which many of you do, and just reach out to us. You know, anything. Don't be afraid that you think the question's too vague or, you know, it's too in-depth. We'll always come back to you. And, uh, you know, without your questions, we wouldn't have things to uh, talk about. So please do get in contact. And thank you for everybody that has uh, and does uh, already. Brilliant. Excellent stuff. Well, look, look forward to catching you next week on the Corn Products Podcast. That is a goodbye from me. Goodbye from me also. Goodbye.